Welcome, one and all, to this supplemental episode of the Die by the Dice podcast. My name is John. I'm our regular dungeon master for the podcast. Joining me today is one of our regular players, Brent. What's up, everybody? And friend of the show and good friend in general, Matt, coming all the way from Orange County down here to sunny San Diego to join us for this primer episode. Hello. So while most of the people we expect who are listening to this podcast are at least passingly familiar with Dungeons and Dragons or tabletop in general, some of you may not be. So this is for those of you who are kind of not quite sure what's going on here, but maybe stumbled upon this due to a recommendation from a friend or family member and want to see what this whole thing's about. So, Brett, what's tell us a little bit about role-playing games and kind of tabletop RPGs in general? So it's a little bit of what it says on the tin. I mean, it, the key thing there is that it's all everyone together around the same table, uh, you know, to sit down and enjoy a, a game. So you have a whole bunch of different settings and systems that you can play in. We play Dungeons and Dragons, which is, uh, you know, specifically 5th edition, which is a kind of a high fantasy sword and sorcery kind of thing. Uh, but you can play, uh, you know, other settings like, I know, we've played in the past. There's a 40K one or, um, you know, pretty much anything you can imagine. Uh, and then there's a rule set that goes along with it. D&D is a D20-based system, but there's D10, there's all kinds of stuff. So the idea at its core, though, is to get everyone together around the same table and just play a game. There are other alternatives. Like, you can do... There are systems that have popped up online to get people who maybe, you know, getting together is an issue. Um, but you can play over Skype, or I know there's... Uh, what is it? Roll20 or something like that. There's other online stuff. Um, to try to simulate that experience, but really, you know, it's it's nothing can replace actually getting everyone together at the same time. So once you're all together, what you do is basically collectively tell a story. One person plays the role of the game master or dungeon master, specifically in Dungeons and Dragons, who sets the world. They're like the author, more or less, of the story, um, the screenwriter for the the movie you're, you're all sort of playing in. and But they work with their players who basically play the stars of that story, the main characters. Uh, they're the actors. And they have a lot of volition in what's going on with their between their characters' actions and their characters' backstory. Everyone has a something that happened to them before the events of the film in question or the story in question. And where the, someone comes from plays a lot into how they act in their day-to-day life. It's a collaboration, really, between the players and the GM to put the world all together and create this, something that's greater than the sum of its parts. In our podcast, we're really kind of going for a theater of the mind kind of thing. It's not going to be so much of a radio play, although there may be some sound effects mostly made at the table. <laughs> but, you know, depending on uh, how things go, perhaps a little bit in post-production. But we're not going to be using a lot of charts and diagrams and battle mats like some other uh, playgroups do. So kind of the way I actually like... I guess comparing the two different types of playing on a mat on a table and seeing it visually as opposed to like using theater of the minds where you're kind of visualizing everything internally is like if you're reading a book, you're using theater of the mind, right? So, you know, everybody's reading Harry Potter, you know, when we were younger or whatever, everybody kind of had their own different um, characterizations for the different characters, their little quirks and mannerisms or whatever. And then everything gets put on the movie screen and everybody has one unified I guess, vision of, of what's going on inside the world. So I like to think of it as like basically imagining it in a book form compared to seeing it on paper or on screen in a movie. Mm. Also, this may come as a surprise to some of you, but uh, 
mats and maps and graphs and all that, they don't really translate to audio very well. So, <laughs> And we're trying to keep this podcast as accessible as possible for our listenership. So in that end, we're going to be mostly doing the audio medium when describing the situations and the settings to make sure that our listenership can enjoy it as much as we do here at the table. So that's kind of how the, the GM crafts a world. But the other aspect, the other the spice really, is the, the players and their characters. So Matt, why don't you talk a little bit about character creation? All right, so for character creation, that's more so on the players. You're designing the character that you're going to be playing throughout the adventure. Um, so when you're doing that, you want to consider a couple of things. Um, you're obviously going to be choosing what race you are, whether it's human or dwarf or whatever. Um, you're also going to be choosing kind of the role you're going to fulfill. So whether you want to be kind of the frontline warrior or the, you know, the smart wizard in the back line or something like that and how you're going to be involved in the party. You also want to kind of figure out your character's personality so it doesn't get so dry and boring each time you're playing, but also has cohesion with the group. Unless you want to play a dry and boring character, in which case, what the hell, why not, you know? And there are, you know, speaking to cohesion, there are definitely characters that we've created that their whole purpose is to break up that cohesion and be kind of the obstinate jerk, you know? But that's the character. Um, you can play pretty much however you feel. And, you know, some people get hung up on, you know, the, the rules of like, oh, you can only play this race or whatever. But the beauty of it is if you can come up with, you know, the scores and stuff to make it work, you can play whatever race or creature or whatever the hell you want, really. So let's talk a little bit about ability scores. So ability scores are the way that we're going to quantify what your characters are good at, what everything in the world is good at. In Dungeons & Dragons, there are six ability scores. Three physical ones, strength, dexterity, and constitution. And three mental ones, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. And the mix and match of those six ability scores will basically create the blueprint for any character or monster that we encounter. So we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, very briefly, about what those six ability scores mean in the context of the game. So strength represents how physically strong a character is. Characters with high strength are more muscular, typically. They'll be able to lift heavier loads, they swing their swords or axes strong, uh, harder. Uh, they can do more damage physically, and they, they're they just better at things that require raw strength and physicality. Uh, next up is dexterity. So dexterity is more like, uh, I guess, how agile your character is. So um, it helps you with maneuvering around things, helps you get hit less, you dodge out of attacks a little bit easier, things like that. Next would be like constitution. Constitution is... Well, the most direct thing is uh, your like hit point total for your character, so the amount of punishment you can take, you know, as you're uh, going through your battles and all that. But also things like um, you know resisting poison effects and that sort of deal. You know, there are if you've been listening to the podcast, we've had some pretty long marches uh, through parts of it. So it's your ability to you know stay hale and hearty uh, in a pretty hostile world usually. Next, in the first of the mental abilities is intelligence. Intelligence is book learning and the ability to apply it clinically within sort of an ac academic field. It's the ability to see a complex pattern and recognize what's going on there or solve a code like or a cipher. Very smart characters have high intelligence and typically lends itself to sort of academia. Also, like factual recall is a big part of that. Like your knowledge skills all key off of that. Yes. Um, and then there's wisdom, and the way I kind of view wisdom is almost like applying common sense to whatever knowledge you have. Um, so, like, for me, when I'm 
working on a computer. I don't know how everything fires off inside the computer because I'm not an engineer or something like that. However, I know that when I move the mouse around, it makes this happen and I can do these things with it. Um, so I'd say wisdom is more like knowing how to apply your knowledge that you have. Wisdom also covers intuition and uh, perceptiveness. Uh, one classic example of the difference between wisdom and intelligence is the absent-minded professor archetype. It has very high intelligence, but very low wisdom. Okay, so charisma is sort of your force of personality. Some games, it's attached to like your physical attributes, uh, you know, attractiveness, that sort of thing. In our game, we typically don't play that way. It's really just that sort of magnetism for other characters or people in the uh, in the game. Charismatic characters will be good at either bluffing their way through an encounter or uh, making friends with uh, who, people who would otherwise be enemies. And those ability scores all come together with the dice to basically create our success and fail scenarios. When a character wants to do something, they say what action they want to take. They want to climb this brick wall. They want to chop the dragon with their sword. They want to uh, recall everything they can about this magical spell. They will take the appropriate die, of which there are several. A quick Google image search will <laughs> show you a whole bunch of them. And they'll roll it on the table and then take whatever number shows up on the dice, or the die, and add it to their appropriate ability score and play that against a difficulty, a, a fixed number. If they meet or beat that number, they succeed. And they climbed up the wall and they chopped the dragon and they remembered the, the spell. Or they fell flat on their ass. Or they fell flat on their ass and the dragon remains uncut and they just can't quite put their finger on what was going on with that magical spell. So the dice adds an element of randomness to the story. So it's not just everyone always succeeding at everything they want to do and it's not just the DM telling everyone else what's going on. There's maybe this will work and if not, we have to think on our feet. And the roles add this wonderful element of chaos to the, the whole ordeal. And that really is the long and short of tabletop. Uh, it's all in the details, like everything. So everyone's play experience is going to be a little bit different. Everyone's table is going to be a little bit different. But we want to thank you for joining us at ours. And hopefully you'll tune in week to week. <laughs>